the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a battlefield. Every day you're tested by others, challenged by society, and pushed to the limit by your inner struggles. To overcome, you must have the mindset of a warrior, at peace at all times, conscious of your true power, and present in every moment. Warriors are properly prepared to perform at the highest level. This is Way of Warrior Radio, helping you fight the good fight. And now, a man well-versed in trauma and drama, he's battle-hardened, and he has your six. Here is Way of Warrior Radio's Mr. Scott V. Black. Have you ever considered... Have you ever wondered, what about my character? Have you ever thought to yourself that I deserve better than this? Have you ever wondered how some people could think the way they think about you when you think you're doing a pretty good job? Well, welcome to Way of Warrior, fighting the good fight. You know, it's been an interesting week, uh, our first week as Way of Warrior. You know, for 31 years, I've been changing lives with intensive leadership training. Started with Empower You back in 1992. I think maybe 94 is actually when I formed the company. And for 18 to 20 years, uh, I learned how to give people value. I learned how to help people overcome. I learned how, how to help people take their pain instead of making it themselves bitter to make themselves better. I learned, uh, taught people how to reframe and remind, to recollect and to remember who we are, why we're here and whose we are. And once I taught people to believe in themselves, including myself, then we realize now that we have value, now it's time to live our lives like it matters. And so uh, I, I rotate, I evolved, I reformed, empower you into like it matters. And for the last 12 years, I've been teaching people how to live their life like it matters, show them the toolbox they have and have them get into those existential questions of who am I? What's that mission? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again? I had them consider uh, where you live in. There's three levels. You can live in uh, uh, survival. You can live in success. Or you can live in significance. And through that process, I realized that there's a battle waging around. There's many battles. And to the victor goes the spoils. And so now we rolled into likeitmatters.net becomes wayofwarrior.training and Like It Matters Radio becomes Way of Warrior, fighting the good fight. You know, we live in a strange time and as a warrior, we gotta know our environment. It's the environment. Epigenetics teaches us that we are basically 180 to 300 trillion cell organism. 
and we're all driven by our environment. And so the environment that we find ourselves in in America, the environment we find ourselves in in a, a mentally unstable America, the environment we find ourselves in in a post-modern, a post-Christian America is much different than this 58-year man experience growing up. And so things have changed. You know what's really changed is I love Dr. King. I'm looking forward to meeting him someday on the Sea of Glass and talking with him. But you know what's changed in America today? Dr. Martin Luther King, who used to be the, the, the standard barrier for the civil rights movement, has been replaced by George Floyd, a man whose claim to fame is not how he lived, like Dr. King, but how he died. Anybody remember this famous quote? I have a dream. That my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Do you hear what Dr. King said? He said, I long to live in America where one day my four little children will be judged by their character, not by their skin color. Let me paraphrase what Dr. King said. I long for a day that my four little children will live in a country where they are judged by their choices and not their non-choices. Dr. King and Mr. Black did not choose the color of our skin. Dr. King nor Mr. Black, we did not choose our socioeconomic background we were grown up in. Dr. King nor Scott Black got to choose their family of origin. Dr. King nor Scott Black got to choose the attitude, the mindset of their country. So what is character? Character's choices. Character and reputation are two distinct but interconnected aspects of a person's identity. Character refers to the inherent qualities and traits that define an individual's moral and ethical values. It is the essence of who they truly are, regardless of external perceptions. On the other hand, reputation is a perception or opinion that others hold with about a person based on their actions, behavior, and public image. And this is what's changed. This is what's changed. Do you realize that what you do has very little to do with how some people are going to think about you? Let me tell you about expectations. The first psychologist to systematically study expectations was a Harvard professor named Robert Rosenthal. In 1964, he did an experiment at an elementary school outside of San Francisco. The idea was to figure out what would happen if teachers were told that certain kids in their class were destined to succeed. So Rosenthal took a normal IQ test and dressed up as a different test. It was a standardized IQ test, Flanagan's test of general ability, he says. But the cover we put on it, they put a fake cover on it. And they had it printed on the top, Harvard test of inflected acquisition. Rosenthal told the teachers that this very special test from Harvard had the very special ability to predict which kids were about to be, uh, were about to be very special. That is, which kids were about to experience a dramatic growth in their IQ. After the kids took the test, he then chose from every uh, class several students, totally at random, no, no way, just random. 
There was nothing at all to distinguish these kids from the other kids. But what he did is he told the teachers, he implanted a belief system in the teachers that the test predicted the kids were on the verge of an intense intellectual bloom. As he followed the children over the next two years, Rosenthal discovered that the teachers' expectations of these kids really did affect the students. If teachers had been led to expect greater gains in IQ, then increasingly those kids gained more IQ. Just how do expectations influence IQ? As Rosenthal did more research, he found out that expectations affect teachers moment to moment. Listen, moment to moment interactions with the children they teach in a thousand almost invisible ways. Listen, teachers give the students that they expect to succeed more time to answer questions, more specific feedback, and more approval. They consistently touch, nod, and smile at those kids more. He says it's not magic. It's, men- it's not mental telepathy. It's very likely these thousands of different ways of treating people in small ways every day, and they're unconscious. This is what you got to figure out. As a warrior, you could have the utmost character, but your reputation could be squandered because we live in a bigoted, hateful world. How about this article from yesterday? James Carville, Christian nationalists like Speaker Mike Johnson are a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda. You have someone who used to be in the White House as, uh, as Clinton's main guy saying that if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you have a real intimate relation, then you are a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda. You have our president telling people that a white conservative Christian is a bigger threat to America than ISIS, than this open border. See, this is what we're going to talk about today. You could have all the great characters in the world, but because of a bigoted, hateful, racist country, you could be branded. You could give a reputation, if you will, of being someone other than you are. So what's a warrior to do? A warrior is to know their environment because proper preparation prevents piss-poor performance. After the break, I'm going to have good friend and Bible teacher Don No join me, and we're going to talk about the cultural battle that we find ourselves here in America. Stay tuned. You want to get your weapons ready, warriors. It's not a one-time event that you get something out of and then you go home. This is an application that I've been using and I will use for the rest of my life. Hey, this is Brett from Sacramento. I'm a recent graduate of Leadership Awakening. I've taken leadership courses from the military and work and I've been on self-help journeys my whole life, but Scott Black's Leadership Awakening course is so different than anything I've ever taken or seen, and we all have the same kind of needs. I learned how to prioritize what was important in my life through leadership. Scott chops everything into bite-sized pieces so it's easily digestible. The gift that I got out of that course was something that will be with me for the rest of my life. Everybody needs this. It is life-changing. To learn when you can attend the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Many local families cannot afford the high cost of food, gas, and groceries. You can help by donating to the Salvation Army this holiday season. Give now at SalvationArmyNorth.org. Together, we can love beyond. 
cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 take freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app listen to your favorite shows see our social media posts enter exclusive contests and more all from the app just search for freedom 1570 in the app store if you're a diabetic we have great news you can end the painful finger sticks with a new cgm plus they may be covered by medicare medicaid or private insurance If you use insulin or have had hypoglycemic events, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-514-9849. 800-514-9849. 800-514-9849. That's 800-514-9849. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-410-8643. That's 800-410-8643. Welcome back to Way of Warrior, fighting the good fight. And today, warriors, we're talking about cultural warriors. You know, we're fighting the good fight in our culture. You know, character is the foundation of an individual's identity. It encompasses a person's values, beliefs, integrity, and moral compass. It is the internal compass that guides our thoughts, decisions, and the actions. Character is not something that can be easily be changed or manipulated. It is deeply ingrained within us and reflects our true nation. And we got to understand that as warriors fighting the good fight, we got to understand our environment. We live in a time when emotional offense or, or woundedness often becomes a criterion for deciding if love has been shown. If a person can claim to have been hurt by what you say, it is assumed by many that they did not act in love. In other words, love is not defined by the quality of the act and its motives, but by the subjective response of others. In this way of relating, the wounded one has absolute authority. If he says you hurt him or she says you hurt her, then you cannot have acted lovingly. You are guilty. And by the way, Jesus will not allow this way of relating to go unchallenged. Love is not defined by the response of the loved. A person can be genuinely loved and feel hurt or offended or angered or retaliatory or numb without in any way diminishing the beauty and value of the act of love that hurt them. How do we know this? Logic. We know this most clearly from the death of Jesus. The greatest act of love ever performed because the responses to it covered the range from affection in John 19, 27 to fury in Matthew 27, 41 through 52. That people were broken, wounded, angered, enraged, and cynical in response to Jesus' death did not alter the fact that what he did was a great act of love. Which brings us to today's topic. And today's topic is cultural warriors. 
because we got to figure out what is going on in this once gay country called America. In order to have this conversation and shed some uh, eternal light, some uh, uh, spiritual light to the discussion, we're going to bring my friend, Bible teacher, brother of mine, a friend of mine, a guy I hang out every Friday night with when I'm not out of town, Mr. Don No. Hey, brother, how are you? I'm great, Mr. Black. How are you doing? Boy, oh boy, is it uh, is Isaiah more prophetic than uh, ever? You know, in the end days, what's wrong will be called right, and what's right will be called wrong. What's crazy will be called normal. What's normal, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, will be called crazy. Uh, yeah. What is going on in America? Where are we? What do we call this postmodern, post-Christian? What do you call where America is today, Don? Well, upside down is a good place to start. <laughs> and again, the Bible was pretty clear that, uh, you know, towards the end time, and we most definitely are in the end times, uh, what is evil will be called good, and what is good will be called evil, and nothing could be more true when you when you survey the landscape of America and the world. Uh, nothing could be more true. Uh, we truly are confronted with with the postmodernism, which really ushered in the uh, acceptance of the belief of no absolute truth, and and when you do that, when when as a society you adopt subjective truth, then that basically frees people from the consequences of their actions and their choices. And we see that play out every day uh, in, on the landscape of, of the world and America for sure. We want to claim victimhood. We want to blame somebody else. Uh, and all of those societal issues and all those societal problems uh, find their source in lack of accountability, lack of ownership, uh, lack of, of being in charge of our life. And it's privilege. That, Exactly, and that that is the the genesis of so much of our uh, the ills in our society today. Yeah, and I I watched this show called Fatal Vows. It's on Independent Discovery, and it has a, it's a it's a killer show. I call them killer shows. You know, they start mm-hmm. off with these people are madly in love. Of course, they're fornicating everywhere. That's what we call love today. How much you fornicate with somebody? So they're fornicating right. all over in mad love. Well, that's the first five minutes of the hour show, and then the rest is talk about how one of them brutally murdered the other one. Uh, you know, but it, it talks so much. But in there, is, there's these two psychologists. One's a forensic psychologist, and they pop in throughout the show and give you a psychological background of what's going on. And, you know, it's amazing because probably the last five or six I've heard, uh, and it keeps going back to both of them come down when they're talking about this murder or how this person's acting. They always go back to this word privilege. I'm hearing it more and more, that when people feel privileged, there's no accountability. People deserve. People have a right uh, and I think about what we did to Jesus when he was incarnate and whether people believe in his deity or not. I mean, no one can deny he's a real person. Uh, the books of Josephus talked about him. History books talk about him. Uh, the Jews believe in him. Uh, the Muslims believe in him. Uh, there are 94 ayats in the Quran about Isa al-Messiah, Jesus the Messiah. So when he came to love, to serve, we ripped the flesh off him. We nailed him to a cross with, with what we would call day like railroad spikes. 
We whipped the flesh off him. We nailed a, a crown of thorns in his head. And Jesus said seven things on the cross, Don, and you know this, Pastor. The first one was forgive them, Father, and we have no forgiveness. But we do have a pound of flesh. We do have a record of wrong. We, we, we want to keep score, and, and now we, we, we don't forgive. So let me ask you, what is the difference? And, and by the way, what you said is so right on. You said we've come to the point where uh, truth is relative. That what may be true for you might not be true for me. And by the way, that started in my teen years. I started seeing that in colleges all around. We used to laugh at that and mock that and thought how silly it was. And today, it's the standard. Because what happened is we allowed it. So explain to me, what is the difference between acceptance? Because as Christians, we're supposed to be accepting of people, uh, not their sins, but their people. What's the difference between acceptance and tolerance? You know, it's 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 an interesting question, and and one that I I talk about often uh, when we're talking about culture and societal issues. But uh, Jesus called us to love uh, one another and to love our neighbor and to recognize them as an image bearing creation of God. But there's there's nothing in there about tolerating, and. And this is where we have have really kind of lost lost our way. We are in a society that attempts to fix spiritual problems with political or societal remedies, and you never fix a spiritual issue with a carnal solution. And if if that fix doesn't work, then we have to start looking for other excuses as to why we're still broken. And the further away from biblical truth we get, the further away from the very solutions that would fix our problems. But since that requires an acknowledgement of a higher being, and that requires acknowledgement that we don't have all the answers, and it requires acknowledgement that this is not about me, you know, and it's not about you, it's about him – uh, because those answers require us to walk down that path, we are unwilling to do that. And we have human carnage uh, by the millions and hundreds of millions as a result of us forcing our own uh, societal and cultural solutions onto problems of the heart. And it's, it, is, it is absolutely heartbreaking. And we're seeing it play out in grand scale right now today on, on the pages of our newspapers and, and the events of the world. And it's, uh, it's and, an age-old problem. Yeah. And, Don, I want to tell you, you know, what you're saying uh, is spiritually sound. But then people could say, well, well, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the Bible, so it really doesn't apply to me. And this is where I jump in because this is where I study the human mind. This is where I study the science of how we work. This is what my background in neurolinguistic programming is and, uh, and uh, the, the different things, transactional analysis, cognitive behavioral therapy. Robert Diltz, uh, who wrote, a doctor, wrote the late 90s about the logical levels based on Gregory Bateson's work in Ecology of Mind. And he identified six levels, six logical levels. At the bottom is environment. Right above that's behavior. Right above that's capabilities. Right above that's beliefs and values. Right above that's identity. And right above that's spirit. Now, why this matters, Don, is something about the logical levels. It applies Einstein's quote. Einstein said, you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. Uh, And so 
you must go level above it. I never made sense until I saw the logical levels. So on mm -hmm. this logical levels, there's six levels. So right in the middle is capabilities. So if I have a struggle with my capabilities, I can't deal with it at the capabilities level. I must go the level above it, beliefs and values, to deal with that because it's easier to change things at the bottom versus the top. But change takes place only from the top down, not from the bottom up. I could take an alcoholic out of the bar, which is the environment, the lowest level. They're still an alcoholic. But if that alcoholic meets God and turns over God at the spirit identity, then it changes their identity. It changes their beliefs. It changes their capabilities. Why I bring all this up, Don, is a logical reason. If man is the issue, and man's always the issue, that identity, man can't solve the issue of man. You must go to the level above it. And the level above it, even an NLP who does not believe in an intimate personal God, puts spirit. Now, to NLP, spirit is a higher purpose, your bigger connection to the universe. To you and I, we know it's Abba Daddy. It's Yahweh. That's who spirit is. And we are a spirit made in the image of our daddy spirit, which let us make man in our image. So let me ask you this. Should I be, if I'm a blood-bought saint, should I be surprised that I'm being attacked by the world? Absolutely not. No, we we know for a fact. I mean, Jesus told us, look, they're going to hate you. They're going to persecute you. They're going to they're going to kill you. You know, his his closest uh, friends and and followers while he was on earth all died at the executioner's hand. I mean, yes, we are guaranteed uh, opposition headwinds, and it's because the way that we are searching for and, and striving to to follow that path is narrow. And, and hey, hey, other well, hold that thought, Don. Not. Hold that thought, Don. Yeah, hold that thought, Don, because that's what we're going to start the next segment, spend the whole segment on, is what should we prepare for? As a warrior, proper preparation prevents piss-poor performance, and God tells us to beware of the wiles of the enemy. So, Don, after the break, we're going to go through what does Scripture tell us? If we are a child of God, how will the world treat us? I want to pick up at that uh, after the break, Don. The rest of you, don't go anywhere. We're talking about cultural warriors, and we're talking about fighting our good fight. We'll be right back after these messages. You're a work in progress. A little more. A little more. Constantly under construction. That's good. To build your productive life, you need the right tools from Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio. A good golfer has a great caddy who shares the load and understands the course. Hire Mr. Black as your life caddy to live more fulfilling and successfully. If you want to get to the next level and beyond, both personally and professionally, sign up for Mr. Black's Immersive Leadership Awakening class. It's the most powerful, transformational two days you will ever experience. Stay in touch with Mr. Black and the change connected to him on your schedule with his daily podcast. Search Living Like It Matters wherever you get your podcasts. Walk along with Mr. Black as he goes to God's Instruction Manual. It's manna from the Word of God with Mr. Black's Bible teaching at wayofwarrior.blog. Build yourself up like it matters and get everything God has for you. Go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app. 
the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. One Place lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free One Place app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for One Place. That's One Place. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-244-3080. 800-244-3080. That's 800-244-3080. Welcome back to Way of a Warrior, fighting the good fight. You know, there's lots of battles out there. The battle with ourselves, the battle of the old man and the new man, the battle between flesh and spirit, the battle between what I used to be to from who I am today. But there's also this battle that if you follow after the God of the Bible and you want to be the best version of yourself, how God made you, then you're going to be at another battle. And the battle that we're going to be at is with our own culture in this America. And today we're being joined by my good friend, Bible teacher, Don Nogan. Don, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you. It's always great to be on with you, Scott. Hey, and you do uh, you do some Bible teaching on YouTube, too. Why don't you tell the listeners if they want to follow after you, they can find you. Where, where can they find you? Yeah, this is, is a new project. We're just uh, just getting started. We're really excited about it. Uh, but it's just going to be 30-minute, mostly 30-minute segments of Bible teaching on a variety of topics. Uh, it's uh, The name of our YouTube channel is Biblical Lens of Truth. Uh, real easy to find on YouTube, and we don't have a great deal of con- uh, content up yet. We're finishing up our studio. We should be in permanent uh, studio quarters here within the next month and hopefully have regular content dropping every week. So we're excited about it. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's it's going to be really, Scott, just what we talk about so often. What does the Bible say? <laughs> take the spin, take the denomination, take, you know, take all of the preconceived ideas, all the isms out of it, and what does the Bible say? And uh, it, it, it ought to be a lot of fun. Amen. Awesome. Well, hey, you know, be, before I brought you on, I was I start off with talking about character. You know, Dr. King, uh, I have a dream that one day my four little children will be judged by the content of their character. In other words, their choices. And I was talking about the difference between character and reputation. It says, while character refers to the inherent qualities and traits that define a person's moral and ethical values, reputation is the perception or opinion that others hold about an individual. Now, on the uh, the definition, it says based on what? So it says opinion that others hold about an individual based on their actions, behavior, and then the third one, this is the big one, and public image. Why I bring this up, 
is on the break, I Googled something. Just wanted to find the verse or two in the Bible that says, if you love God, the world's going to hate you. And you ready what I found? 47 Bible verses about, quote, the world will hate you. Starting with John 15, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. 2 Timothy 3.12, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So what? tell us about this. So how does a warrior, a warrior of God, an arrow in the quiver of Yahweh, how do they build up their reputation in a world that no longer follows after God if they're following after God? What's a what's a warrior to do, Don? Well, yeah, and that that is a, a question that we we must confront, and and the answers to that question really go back, and I, I do this often, but it goes back to the Garden of Eden. You know, Amen. the serpent didn't care about Eve. Okay, it wasn't about deceiving Eve. It was about attacking and diminishing God through His creation. The enemy, you know, Satan is is wise enough. We give him credit for being much wiser than he is, but he's wise enough to know that he cannot confront God head on and win that battle. So what he does is attack the very thing that God has created and that God loves above all of the rest of his creation, and that is man, mankind. That is the thing that God loves, and that is the thing the enemy is going to attack. So how do we prepare for that? First, I recognize that we're in a war. You know, we spoke the last time we got together on your show, talked about the fact that it's not about you declaring war on the enemy. The enemy has already declared war. You're already in a war, and it is a spiritual battle. And the tools of carnal warfare do not work in a spiritual battle. And what it requires for us as followers of Christ to do is realize that that battle is not ours to fight. Our Mm -hmm. role in that battle is to to submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ in our life and realize that as surrendering to him, we empower him to fight our battles. And that is how we fight the spiritual battle that we're in. And and I think, you know, a quote that I've I stumbled across here recently that has really resonated with me is from J.C. Ryle, who was a Anglican uh, bishop back in the 1800s. He said, until we give God our heart, we give Him nothing at all. Amen. And it and, just and biblically, I, you know, it, yeah, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. It, exactly. It's one of those things that I've, I'm sure I've seen that quote. I've probably read that quote. Uh, I may have even quoted that quote before, but just recently, it really came home to me that that as long as you are holding back, we've given Him nothing. It's when we let go and let God step into our life, that we become victorious in those spiritual battles, and not until. Yep. And, again, I always go back to Scripture, my standard Scriptures. What you said about until you give your heart, what Jason Wright or whatever the guy's name was, because what does God say? Where your heart is, where what else is there? Your treasure. Yeah, your treasure. Your treasure. That's yeah, why, you know, we... No, I was just going to say prosperity gospel teachers want to talk about money, and, and, and that, that may be by all means an indicator of where our heart is. Uh, but you don't buy 
salvation and we don't buy God's uh, forgiveness and we don't buy grace, uh, those things are free gifts. We just have to accept them. Uh, but it's the things that we long for. When you wake up in the morning, what are the things you long for? And and we make idols out of out of everything. Uh, our children, our pets, our hobbies, you name it, we make idols. And anything that comes between us and our relationship with God is an idol, and we have to tear those things down. Yeah, and what you talked about is attempting to solve spiritual problems in a fleshly way. Uh, the equivalence of bringing a knife to a gunfight, fair enough? <laughs> <laughs> it truly right. is. And and I uh, I read a book recently that talked about, really, it kind of went back to the founding fathers of our country and the fact that uh, Oz Guinness, I think, may have, have been the first one to kind of coin this, but the golden uh, triangle of freedom and, and how our country was founded. And, and we forget that our our you know, founding fathers were far from perfect, uh, and, and many of them, you know, were not true followers of Christ. But they all believed yeah. in God, and they all yep. submitted to the to, to the authority of, of of a higher power. And some were yep. very devout Christians, but they understood yep. that for us to have a free, self-governed, governed by the people, an experiment, something that has never been successful and and hardly ever tried in all the history of mankind that we needed three things. We needed freedom, and with that freedom, we could pursue, pursue our faith, and with the faith would come virtue. And those three legs form the pillar of our society. And I ask you today, where are we in, in relation to our, our founding in the areas of freedom, faith, and virtue and you have no virtue without freedom and faith you have no freedom without faith and virtue they do not survive alone it's like a three-legged stool it is unstable if you take away any one of the three legs and we see the deterioration of those uh, pillars of, of our society, our free society, our wonderful society that we have enjoyed and, and has prospered for over 200 years, we see the, the very pillars of that society being destroyed right, yeah, right before us. Yeah, it's crumbling, sad. And, truly. And, and this, this is what's happened to our culture because now the founders of this country, uh, let's be honest, I mean, we want to bring it up all the time, white Christians, that's the founders, uh, are now the biggest threat. That we can go on Bill Maher, comedian, you got yeah. James Carville, all saying that if you're a devout follower of Jesus Christ, you're a bigger threat to this country than al-Qaeda, than ISIS, than Hamas. That's stunning. And that is a normal thought from 40% of the country. That is a normal thought from state-run media. That is a normal thought for the deep state. I mean, they're attacking Catholics that are outside of anti-abortion clinics. They're attacking teacher, I mean, parents who go to school boards to protect their kids from being perverted, and they're being called terrorists. So this is the big thing. John, John says, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. It says in John 7 as well, the world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify about it. That's works are evil. And Peter, for to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. 
we got about a minute left. Uh, I'm helping people fight the good fight, keep the right mental state. And yet they're out there being hated on them by the world, but they're living good lives. What would you be your 30, 45 second pep talk to a child of God who wants to honor God and be a noble warrior? What would you tell them? I think, uh, well, here, here's where I'd, I'd like to land the plane. Uh, the Bible has, I think, 60-some-odd thousand verses. And if you go just numerically to the very center of the Bible, the very center of the verses, this many verses before these verses, this many after, it takes us to the 117th Psalm, and it's the 8th and 9th verse that are the absolute center numerical uh, point of the Bible. And I think this is very, very telling. Uh, so, I'm sorry, Psalm 118. 118.8, yeah. it says, right. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Amen. How appropriate that that is the very Amen. center of God's holy word. Amen. Our center of our focus. Hey, we're going to heartbreak, brother. God bless you, Don. Uh, look forward Thank to seeing you, you next week at your house. All right. God bless you, brother. We'll talk Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. You bet. All right. After the break, we're going to talk about how does a warrior fight the good fight even when they're in a bad environment. You don't want to miss this. We'll be right back. If you're confused, lost, lonely, or feel like you're living in a foreign land, you are not alone. This is Scott B. Black, host of Like It Matters Radio. It's this crisis that created Like It Matters Radio in 2015. God charged me to bring hope to the airwaves by bringing clarity to the confusion and to help guide people to function at a higher level. We bring truth therapy, and we need your help. Like It Matters Radio is now available to radio stations across this country. We need Like It Matters Radio in all 50 states, and here's what you can do to help. Please call the program manager of your local radio station. Ask them to add Like It Matters Radio to their schedule. It doesn't cost them anything and will add value to their station lineup. If you have questions, you can email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. Our nation needs to hear this message because our beloved country is rapidly deteriorating and freedom is continually being quenched. Call your local radio station today and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio. Together, we can help others live their lives like it matters. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. You want to feel important. You want to be part of something bigger, something that matters and that can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We felt that way too. I am Sergeant First Class David Crow from Farmington, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people just like you, and together we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. What is dedication? People ask, how your children learn how to ride a bike, and you didn't. I just created an environment where they taught themselves, and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Attention, business owners. Have you already filed for your employer retention credit with the IRS? As reported in a major financial paper, the IRS will be slowing down ERC checks. You could now be waiting several months to a year plus to get your ERC money. We can help you get it within 10 days. As long as 
you've already filed for your ERC with the IRS, we can advance you the money. Finance ERC has already funded millions of dollars in ERC money. You don't need to wait to get your money. We can get it to you within 10 days. Again, if you've already filed your employer retention credit, we can help you get the money in your bank account within 10 days from today. But you need to call right now while time is on your side. Here's our number. Not available in all states. 800-974-5215. That's 800-974-5215. Welcome back to Way of Warrior, fighting the good fight. And today on the Way of Warrior, our hour of power has been focused on the culture that we live in. You know, the study of epigenetics tells us that we are basically a community of somewhere between 200 and 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. In the book, uh, Biology of Belief, uh, the guy's name, I think, is Bruce Lipton. Uh, He's a tenured professor at University of Wisconsin Medical School. I believe it's been a while since I read the book. And in that book, he says what we believed about what drove a cell, he said we've been wrong. And he's a microbiologist. He's a Darwinist, a microbiologist, he's a scientist. He said, we've always believed that the nucleus drove the cell. But he said, we're wrong. It's not the nucleus. He says, it's the cell membrane. It's the cell membrane that drives the cell. And then he goes on to make this incredible statement. He posits that technically, we are nothing more than a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. Do you hear that? It's a mic drop. All driven by our environment. As uh, James Carville told Bill Clinton, it's the economy, stupid. Well, if Bill, if James Carville was talking here right now, he'd say it's the environment, stupid. Because you can take the nicest person in the world that's been done study after study and put him in a prison with hardcore criminals. Make him a prison guard. And in six months, a year, you will absolutely change that person. Why? Because character. Because reputation. Because fitting in. Anybody remember this guy? I have a dream. That my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Isn't it amazing? There are streets all over this country. There are freeways, highways, Martin Luther King Highway. Martin Luther King Jr., I should say, highway. And today he's been replaced by George Floyd. Martin Luther King was a a pastor. He was a man of God. He lived his life to set his people free. But his people were people who were under submission, who were slaves. But it wasn't just people of black black skin color. It was all of us, those that don't know God. He was a a Baptist minister. And so you got to realize that you can't really control your reputation. When you're in a world that's gone bad, there are going to be people that say things about you that aren't true. 
they're going to be people do things and, and make accusations that absolutely aren't true. Again, today, if you just claim to be a devout follower of Jesus Christ, you're automatically an enemy of the state. So knows your reputation. If you say, yeah, I voted for Donald Trump, people are going to hate you. They, they don't think you should have a job. They're going to want to drive you into homelessness. This is the hate that we've been told to have. This is the bigotry. And this, yet the people on the other side talk about how people in Trump are big. And this is, this is where we got to stop the accusations. We got to figure out who we are. This is why it goes down to who we are. And people are watching. Leadership's a loop. We got to live our life understanding that people are watching. And what we're doing gives people permission. People are looking, for example, a picture's worth a thousand words. And so they look to leadership. They look to government. They look to things. I just got this letter uh, from the Upper Midwest Law Center based out of Minneapolis there. It's talking about the lawsuit of Span versus Minneapolis City Council. And there's a letter that was sent because the city has failed to hire and retain sufficient police with its budget. So they were supposed to have 731 police officers uh, funded. As of November 223, you know how many they have? 580. A 32% decrease since August of three years ago. And 151 fewer than the city charter requires. Think about but there's money been given for that. And so this organization is holding them to the fire. And UMLC is deeply concerned about misconceptions by some on the council that they can disregard the Minnesota Supreme Court decision. The city remains bound by that decision and the charter underscoring the city's legal, the, uh, the council's legal obligation. So senior counsel James Dickey put this. He said, even though the state gave the city $19 million to shore up the police force, they apparently aren't going to hire police. They're going to spend it elsewhere. A budget that claims to fund 731 officers can hardly be maintained by 150 fewer. That's not adequate. But this is the problem. You see, we choose what laws we want to abide by. We don't have any immigration laws, right? Defense of Marriage Act wasn't, abi- wasn't defended. So we now got to a place where we choose what's wrong and what's right, that we can disavow what the Supreme Court says, but if someone else we don't like disavows what Supreme they're a threat to the nation. They're an insurgent. This is where you got to understand what culture is. Culture is the human side of life. It's the hearts and minds of our people, their habits, their beliefs, their attitudes, the way they interact with each other. It is the values that underlie all decision-making. In a weak culture, it's a negative environment. In a strong culture, it's a positive environment. Look at America. In a weak culture, leaders are dictators. Don't tell me we don't have dictators. Don't make Donald Trump a dictator. We don't need to make Trump a dictator. We are forced to stay home. We are forced to take a shot. We are forced to shut down our business. We're forced not to come together. We're forced to believe only what the government tells us. And if you say anything else, they'll ban you. Leaders are dictators in a weak culture. Leaders are motivated in a strong culture. In a weak culture, leaders are controlling. It's my way or the highway. In a strong culture, leaders allow for creativity. In a weak culture, fear is used to keep people in line. Fear of loss, fear of risk, fear of embarrassment. Look at all the fear. Donald Trump's going to become uh, a dictator. Oh, he's going he's gonna to destroy America. Demo- Don't you see the fear? We're being played with fear, people. Fear-mongering. In a strong culture, empowerment and encouragement support the team. In a weak culture, it's backbiting politics. People trashing each other. In a strong culture, people support each other. When they have a problem with someone, they address it with them. 
This is basic structure. This is why we got to know who we are. Because as the world's changing, we can't change with the world. This is why we got to understand our identity and our behavior are closely related. This is why we got to, are we willing? Are we willing to be a person of character? Are we so worried about what the world thinks about us? There is emotional intelligence. I talk about it all the time. Emotional intelligence is the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason directed to the right person. A lot of people get that confused with this new term called social intelligence. You know what social intelligence? It's basically playing the game. It's being woke. It's politically correct. It's being so aware of what everybody else wants you to do and not want you to do, say it, that it becomes so fake that you're just a chameleon. And yet what people now are looking for is just get along. The head that sticks out the furthest gets knocked the hardest. The nail that sticks out the furthest gets hit the hardest. There are so many proverbs that say that. You got to be interested in your character. Who are you? It is appointed for a man to die one time and then comes a judgment. When was the last time you, you spent two and a half days just working on who you are? Because once you know who you are, what to do is a lot easier. See, reputation isn't everything. You are in this world but not of this world. You are the chocolate chip in a chocolate chip cookie. If you go to a bakery and they hand you a chocolate chip cookie and say, I'm sorry, I can't have sugar, take the sugar out. It says, I can't take the sugar out. It's part of the cookie. Take out the flour. I can't take the flour out. It's part of the cookie. But you know what you could take out is those chocolate chips. Because under all that pressure of the heat, they keep their form. That's what it means to be in the world, but not of the world. We got to get chippy, buddy. Chippy, baby. Reputation is everything. Character is more important. A reputation that is gained without character is hypocrisy. A reputation that grows out of a good character is simply giving honor to whom honor is due. Character is within our power. Reputation is a thing over which we have very little control. Character cannot be taken away from us by any person. Reputation can be stolen from you by liars. Striving for character is a strength. Aiming solely at reputation is weakness. Character endures difficulty. You pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you hit again. A righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. Reputation reputation seekers are confused when difficulty arises. Character seeks to do what is right. Reputation seekers seek to do what is acceptable to the most mortals. Integrity, honesty, clarity, and honor are valued by men and women of character. Today, I want you to get ready because there are three mindsets of a warrior. You are peaceful, you are powerful, and you are present. And remember who you are and whose you are. Why? Because it's appointed for man to die one time, and then comes the judgment. And all that's going to matter then is your character, not what the world thinks of you. I am Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. 
That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. From director George Clooney. Oh, what's that about making some money? Yeah, the Romans. You can get a part-time job and a cheap place to live. This Christmas. Come on, boys. That bunch of kids load like no one else that's ever come through here. Based on the inspiring true story. We have a boat strong enough to qualify for an Olympic spot. Well, lay down, coach. Of the underdogs who made history. The Americans have the 1936 Olympics. Row for your country. Row for each other. The Boys in the Boat. Only in theaters Christmas Day. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Ring it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.